Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever. Um, welcome to uh, episode 205 of Dude and a Monkey. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I am joined by... Matt Foster. Hello, everybody. Indeed. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, on this week's show, um, we're going to review a film that not a lot of you probably went to see this weekend, um, but we no. did. We did. Uh, it's the uh, Catherine Heigl, Rosario Dawson starring... Um, female hysteria film, I suppose <laughs> you could call yeah. it. Um, yeah. uh, uh, unforgettable. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, a, a, a movie, a movie that is that, that is so prominent in UK cinemas at, at this moment that when I asked for a ticket for Unforgettable, the guy behind the counter at View didn't know they were showing it and had never heard of it, and actually said to me, "Um, I don't think." We're showing that. I was like, you are, it's on at 10.50. It's like, I, I, I've never heard of it, to be That's honest. That's amazing. That's amazing. That, I said, Do you know what? That doesn't surprise me, but I promise, me, I promise you, you are showing it. And then he went, oh my God, we are. Never even knew about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's wonderful. Uh, yeah, okay, well, we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, we're also, um, as part of our dedication to reviewing every single Adam Sandler <laughs> Netflix film for some reason, we're also going to be covering uh, Steve Brill's Sandy Wexler. Yeah. All 131 or 133 minutes of it. Um <laughs> And we'll also do some uh, what we watched and whatnot. Um, much, much been happening this week. Oh, oh, uh, the Jason Statham Rock Fast and Furious spin-off is go. It would appear. Yeah, I suppose the idea here is to franchise build and to build like a universe, a, a Fast and Furious universe. I think is the is what they're kind of plumping for. But it kind of feels a little bit like, do you know what? Is that going to end up kind of, I don't know, where, where do you go with the next f- f- um, Fast and Furious movie if you're going to have them on a little side mission? And it, it, it feels a bit weird. I It does. I mean, I kind of think they're setting things up for... Uh, you know, the next couple being the climax of the Furious films, and then they, they're going to start doing some other stuff. And just the fact that it's Statham and Johnson-centric is fine. Yeah. that You know, it's it just like, that 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 will do. I would, I, I would genuinely, as we, we kind of said last week, I would rather watch that than a Vin Diesel-centric thing. I mean, fuck... Give Michelle Rodriguez a more prominent role. I like her in those films, and yeah, she, she, she's certainly grown into a, uh, a, a, a lot as, as she's gone on. She's she stopped doing the snarling Michelle Rodriguez thing that she kind of built an early career for, and then people got a little bit bored of quite easily. Yes, she's she's, she's definitely developed into an actual a full-blown character, the range of emotions beyond kind of mm, a badass chick. Yeah, no, exa- exactly that, exactly that. So uh, that that would do. Just one thing: Are you recording? Uh, I am recording. Yeah, yeah. just just in case. Uh, must apologise for last week as well, folks. Um, so we were like, my computer hard crashed, and when it came back, it only recorded um, my side. I think it was, um, 
no idea why, but like the computer was fully turned off and on again and whatnot. So it, we we should be fine. But just in case, but yes, apologies. Um, anyway, yeah. Well, I, I actually, I what I did is I completely wiped off all the stuff on my computer and reinstalled uh, the recorder, and I have a new mic as well. Oh shit! Did uh, yeah. did someone pay for it? Did they? <laughs> no, they didn't. I paid for it. Oh, all right. Well, if anyone wants to PayPal Mark the money, I'm sure he'd appreciate it. Um, yeah. If anyone wants to PayPal me the money for a Nintendo Switch Pro controller, that would be fine. Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I like it's I, I I am very very up for it. You know, considering it kind of seems like Diesel's a bit like I don't want them being in my movie all that much then fine i'll i'll just have him in that and i'll be less interested in the next furious film yeah it, it's a little bit it's a little bit strange how that's how that's kind of going you know because it, it the question is was the whole um vin diesel and dwayne the rock johnson kind of falling out was that a publicity stunt, or was it for real? Well, I thought it was at the time, considering like the na- the subject matter of the, the the film. I thought they were just kind of being pl- quite playful with that, but it it yeah it has basically come out that they just don't like each other, and it's no coincidence that they those two in particular barely share any on 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 screen time whatsoever through through the film. I mean. They're what like they've got the bit at yeah because the rock gets called into the mission and diesel's not there there's the scene where they like diesel nicks the the macguffin off of the rock in the bit where diesel comes in with ferron like the rocks on the floor to the side might not have even been on set that day anyway um and then it's literally right at the end that they're back together again even though then again like that's kind of the same for most of the characters in fairness but yeah it's it's a strange one i mean mean, it's it's still done phenomenally well i mean it it, it's going to pass a billion it's not going to do one and a half billion but it's going to pass a billion it's going to be one of the biggest three or four movies of the year without question um and it's been, it's not been as well received as the previous two, but it kind of, it kind of feels like it's been a little bit more low key this one than the previous ones in the sense that they've gone, you know what, this is just going to make money. It seems a little bit like Dwayne Johnson's a bit more focused on, I want to save all of my going round and all my promo work for Baywatch. Yeah. And Vin Diesel's kind of not really. There's not been. They've not been everywhere like they were with the last one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems to be it's just the name has kind of got it over that. And it is well, if Statham and Dwayne Johnson go off and do theirs together, is it going to cost 250 million? Probably not. But is it also going to end up affecting and muddying all the waters a little bit? It'd be interesting just to see how it all goes, really. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's if if it means that they can spend a bit of time working on the next one as well, then maybe that's maybe that's a good thing. I mean, even though I mean, like we both really liked Fate of the Furious, so, yeah. But I don't know, just oh, put them in space. I'm telling you, just put them in fucking space. 
Uh, what else has happened this week? Um, not much. No, not much. It's been a fairly quiet week, actually. I mean, there haven't even been that many trailers, I don't think, have come out, really. No, I, like, I actually don't think I, I could speak to a single one. Uh, I think I, I watched two. Uh, okay, the cool. trailer for The Beguiled, the, 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 the <laughs> Sophia Coppola movie. Oh, yes. I, I had seen this previously, yeah. It looks interesting. Yeah. Looks looks interesting. Yeah, it, it, I think from the trailer, it, it's either going to be, I'm going to really enjoy it, or it's going to bore the shit out of me. Uh-huh. It's one of those. Um, and the trailer for Wakefield, the uh, Brian Cranston uh, goes missing film. Um, uh, have you seen anything about this? This looks quite interesting, no, actually. No, what is this? Uh, Brian Cranston... Um, Plays a uh, a guy called I think Dominic or something we'll call him Bill Wakefield but anyway Dan Wakefield I think he's called uh, and he's a little bit sort of not quite sure where he's going in his life um, uh, he seems to have a very good life um, he's married to Jeff Garner for a start off uh, and has a nice house family life and everything like that but decides he's going to disappear and go missing an orchestrate go, going missing. But what he's actually doing is it appears like he's hiding out in the house across the road from his house so he can actually see how his family and everything, all, all his disappearance, is having an effect on the world, his immediate world. So that looks like it could be something quite... It's a different approach to something. So that looks intriguing I'll say um, but beyond that yeah, I've not really watched anything I don't think there's really been anything out I think um, we'll maybe get some new trailers I think probably to go before um, Guardians next week but you would have to assume so wouldn't you yeah but I think it's it's all everything's kind of gearing up now towards the, the big the big push now you know it's the start of May and, you know, we've got Guardians and then Mummy and everything's kind of like rolling off quite quickly in the next sort of couple of months. And before you know it, it's going to be September and we're going to start getting the the sort of Oscar release. Oscar winners, Oscar ones again, yeah. And the, yeah. the, 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 the never-ending cycle continues. It, it, it does, yeah. It's, it's, it's really, it's kind of sort of setting into that, which, I don't know, it's good and bad. It, it's one of those things... It's still finding quite a strange sort of setup with the way they're doing it, or a little bit. It's becoming a little bit too formulaic for, for my likings, to be honest. Yeah. It, it'd be nice for a film that gets released in, you know, for instance, Logan getting released in February. It'd be nice to think that that could end up got a sort of troubling award season, but you know it won't because people have forgotten about it. By or Detroit. I mean, it comes out in Detroit. August. You know what I mean? Like Hurt Locker, I think was was similar as well. You know, and like, like Catherine Bigelow, funnily enough. But yeah, it would would be nice, eh? Yeah, but hey, we're gonna get a lot of good movies out. We so hard to complain too much. Indeed, indeed. Um, okay, so let's let's do this then. Um, Denise Denovi's Unforgettable, um, starring Catherine Heigl, Rosario Dawson, and uh, others. Don't think there's any be. Oh, um, Sh- uh, fucking Cheryl Ladd? Yes. Yes, yeah. uh, turns up as um, Heigl's mother. Um, and, and wins probably best, could there potentially be a sequel end scene of the year already and it's only April oh yes uh, that, yeah it is 
Like, you, I, you I just, would hope there is. I just wanted to clap. I, I, I did clap. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, yeah, no, fair enough. All right, so, story is, uh, Rosario Dawson is moving uh, in with her fiancé. Fiancé has a kid with his ex-wife played by Heigl. When Heigl finds out that Dawson and husband character are getting married, Heigl goes from passive-aggressive to full-blown nutty. Yes, she does. Um, And uh, starts impersonating Dawson's character online to attract the attentions of an abusive ex. So, Unforgettable. Denise Denovi is a long-time producer, worked with Mm. Tim Burton quite a lot and did loads of other things, and uh, took over the directorial reins from Amara Santi, director of Bell and A United Kingdom. Um, So, it's a long-time producer in the director's chair. Um, For a film which... Well, let's, let's just get into it. Mark... This, this, I feel, is in your wheelhouse. It is more in my wheelhouse than, 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 than yours, I would, I would say. I, I am a, a big fan of the uh, the erotic thriller. Um, this movie feels like it... I, I'm, I'm really confused as to why this has got a cinema release, a wide cinema release. Yes. If this film was, made, was released ten years ago, I could absolutely understand it, because Catherine Heigl, nobody knew quite how much of an actual bitch and evil person she was uh, and Rosario Dawson's star was still quite high yes um, but I, I, I don't understand that how this wasn't either just appeared on Netflix or wasn't straight to VOD that's not me complaining by the way that, that's that's not me complaining um, it's wow it's um, <laughs> it, it's story is very very flimsy in so many ways um heigl is is fully on board rosario dawson seems to be at at points kind of about halfway through it you you could almost tell in a scene she's going i feel like i should be above this yeah but i also it's clear that i'm not there's almost moments where she's thinking and you're thinking she should be thinking about the scene or, or in the scene or in the moment, but you get an idea. She's thinking, am I shit or is my agent shit? Mm. What happened? What has gone wrong in the past 10 years? And it, it, it feels a little bit like that for Rosario Dawson. And then all of a sudden, Catherine Heigl will burst in doing something mad. Um, it, it's at points. This film should be called, un- called just forgettable. At points it should be called, um, the wonderful world of exposition. At points, it should be called. Could somebody call a fucking ambulance? Seriously, yeah. that man is going to die yeah. if nobody calls an ambulance. Yeah. If you both lose so much, call an ambulance. Yes. Um, but it's an hour and forty-five minutes, and I, I, I honestly defy anybody. No, it's not an hour and forty-five. An hour and forty minutes. I defy anybody to be legitimately bored during it because okay. it's not boring don't get me wrong i'm not saying it's good it's probably not but enjoyable it most certainly is if you are willing to let yourself enjoy it yeah let's... if you're not if you watch the everybody who goes to watch this 
should watch the trailer first. Yeah. If you watch the trailer and go, yeah, it's not the movie for me, then do you know what? Don't watch it. Yeah. This movie is why trailers exist. Thor Ragnarok, no. Don't even need a fucking trailer for it. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful that everyone can go, that's amazing, cannot fucking wait, it's uh-huh. great. But you were already going to go and see it anyway, so you don't actually really fucking need a trailer. Whereas Unforgettable, if you watch the trailer and go, you know what, I'm fine with that. I am fine with watching that on a Thursday or a Tuesday evening on Netflix. That's fine. If you watch it and go, well, that looks shit, don't watch it. Don't watch it and then bleat on about how shit it is. Because do you know what? You were warned. You were warned by the trailer what this movie is about. I watched the trailer because you sent me it and went, fine, yeah, I'm all bored with that. And I was, and I enjoyed the shit out of it. Because this is a movie straight out of 1993, without question. In 1993, this would have starred Sharon Stone and probably a young Julianne Moore or something like that. And I would have still really enjoyed it. I'd still be watching it now all these years later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> good, good. Good stuff. No, that's good. I mean, let's 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 just let's just call it for what it is. It's not a good film. It's a fucking. No. It's a terrible fucking film. It's a mess. But yes, it is. But as you say, very entertaining. Very yes. entertaining. Now, I mentioned this on WhatsApp, and I need confirmation on this. Yeah. There is in, during the opening credits. There is a sequence of Rosario Dawson, <laughs> mo- like moving her stuff in a car, and yep. she leaves with yep. some stuff on a roof rack. Yeah. In between, I swear I'm remembering this correctly. There is a shot of the back of the car, and a bunch of the a bunch of her shit falls off. And it, the entire suitcase falls off, and yes. stuff falls out of it. I'm so glad I'm remembering this right. Can that guy point something else out? Right. Everything that is in it is white. Everything that falls out of it really? is white. That's right. Which, 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 which will come into what I think you're going to say in a minute. Uh, which, yeah, okay, probably lends in, yes, okay. So there's that shot, and then, like, you see her driving up to the, the house with, with nothing on the, on the roof rack. Now, yeah. I am convinced because the thing is it is never mentioned it is never mentioned i am convinced that they realized in like the edit that they fucked up with where like her leaving and her getting there and so had to put a shot in in the opening sequence of shit falling off the roof rack to kind of because they couldn't get the original location again yeah, so and, and <laughs> that that is that is without question what happened because cinematography wise, it's, it's shot by Kayla Deschanel. Yeah. It's shot by a, a you know a prominent cinematographer, but the shots of the car moving when the roof rack's on it and when the roof rack's not on it as part of the credits, all the shots there are um, from above. And a sweeping shots yes. and moving shots round. When the shit falls off, it's literally just a shot from behind of a car with shit falling off the top. And like I say, it's like a couple of white tops and a bed sheet. Nobody, when you're moving cross country, thinks, ooh, I'm moving to my um, fiance's house that he lives in. I better pack all my bed sheets. You just don't, do you? I mean, so that that's the thing. That is this film. Yes. It's. 
just random shit happening and people people sat next to each other or people phoning each other to explain things yeah. that have happened yeah, in the to, past to, to make up for things that like oh shit we what yeah that doesn't really make any sense does it okay we need a sequence where she sits down with her she sits down with her mate and they just go through all this stuff about how she was actually psychotic when she was younger yeah. even even though like and it's like right i'm going to present this evidence and then it never is yeah it ne- ne- never even gets mentioned you know it, it, the, it's, oh. you know the, the other thing is right is it, it's almost like the people didn't know that facebook you know nobody at some point has sort of mentioned to her her great friend didn't go to her hang on a minute she's curiosity julia why are you on facebook all of a sudden yeah what i'm not on facebook oh it's just you're coming up in people you might know. This, um, this is a very good point. I mean, you know, it's and there's so many, there's so many things because Catherine Heigl sees the sees her phone on the table and reads it uh, and sees they get married, so she takes the phone and then she she gives it back by dropping it through his window. Who who would sit? Who would go into work and just leave their car with the window up down? There is that. There's so many. It's it's what I'm saying. It is so so flimsy. Wait, it's 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 an advert. <clears throat> it's an advert for iPhone as well in a way, because getting files off your phone on an <laughs> iPhone is an absolute fucking ball ache. Yep. With this. She just plugs it in, it comes up as an external drive, and it's like, right, I'm going to nick this photo out of there. Oh, there's a document with my restraining order against my ex there. Who keeps, who who keeps, keeps the birth certificate and the restraining orders on their phone? <laughs> she had to actually have scanned that document onto her phone. Why do that? That's incredible. And, and then, the other thing there is... There's so many just, just, just random weirdness about this. Like the, uh, the, the, ah, oh, and you're going to turn find my iPhone on now. It's like, you probably should have had that fucking on anyway. Yeah, quite. That's the thing, man. Like, if she just, like, went on her iPad or on her Mac and went, find my iPhone. Ha. Huh. It's at your ex's house. Look, it says it right here. It, 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 you know, you know, I told you Tessa was dangerous. Oh, my God. God, like it just, uh, I don't know. I mean, and the thing is, and the the whole erotic thriller thing, it's trying to do that in moments where like Heigl's like trying to make her jealous, and then she like takes him into the bathroom and fucks him, and then at the end she looks shameful if that's acting or just why am i in this? Who knows? They 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 they, they both look like that. That was the most uncomfortable sex both of them had ever had. Yeah. After it, they were like, oh, I feel really icky now. Yeah, exactly. I feel really fucking icky. But again, that that's not developed. Like, if it, no. it you know, it, it, again, it's just dropped. It's like the film chucks a load of balls in the air and doesn't just try to, it doesn't just not catch them. It just wanders off. <laughs> it does. It does. And then picks up a lot of other balls and throws them up in the air. And then literally they just, there is, this film literally is 
a woman stood in the middle of just a ring of baskets of balls and she's just throwing them up in the air and just not doing out with them. That's, my, that's all this film is and then it ends. This film is my kid juggling. It is. Like, you know, it, it's it's so fucking weird. But, like I say, it, it does draw you in and you are watching it going, what what's going to do next? The fact that she comes in and, you know, the whole... That's that's just dangerous, getting this psychotic boyfriend. And it actually gets quite brutal quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think that... that, that I thought it was going to be... I didn't, I didn't think it was going to go nasty that quickly, the fact that the ex so quickly just basically smashes her face into a yeah, cupboard. Yeah. And then she stabs him in the leg. And then it's the fact that Catherine Howe kind of walks in and basically chews him out. For not for not getting it right. Oh, that was brilliant. It, isn't it like well, you could have handled that so much better. I <laughs> brilliant. Like I mean, yeah. fair full credit to Eagle. It's the role she was born to play. It is absolutely, and the fact that at one point the film tries to make you feel a little bit sorry for her by bringing in her mother and the, the grandmother figure to just be you know essentially her but older. And just, you know, oh, well, clearly she had, a, she had a horrible childhood growing up. And that, it, it, but you, at no point do you feel sorry for it. But also at points with Rosario Dawson, you kind of look at it and go, you could be handling this a little bit better, actually. You are so playing into her hands. No, and then you've got the, 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 the husband character, useless. Uh, David. Absolutely you just kind of go, useless. Yeah, I shit, really? Do you just attract mad bitches? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, it, it's... Yeah, no, I mean, the, the thing is, there was a lot of laughing in my screening, but people kind of seemed to be with it in a... Is this trying to be shit kind of way? Like, I said out loud at the end there is the bit where rosario dawson has the knife pointed at heigl and yeah. heigl walks into it and i yeah. actually said just put it down <laughs> yeah because she should and you mentioned to me and said, and said look out for the moment where i said this and i thought as soon as she had the knife thought oh it's this moment just put it down sweetheart just put the all you do there is put the knife down but before that, I'm going, could somebody call an ambulance? Yeah, oh, Seriously, yeah. Oh, yeah. could somebody call a fucking ambulance? She runs up, gets the kid, comes back downstairs, puts him in, then goes back out and wanders round. I'm thinking, if you love this man that much, why are you not trying to call an ambulance beyond that one time that you tried and failed spectacularly yes. at calling an ambulance? Because you could have just opened his car door, got his phone off the, off the, because you can see it, on his dashboard, I'm just going, oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, can I get an ambulance to um, Crazy Tessa's house? They'd all have known where it was. And there you go. But no, she just wanders around, and then the police luckily turn up because, you know, it's um, the phone line was cut off, so they have to mm. send somebody. But also, as well, I mean, remember, we are all spoilers all the time, guys. Uh, and I think we're kind of giving it away already, but we do always say we're all spoilers all the time. But it is literally like, the police turn up and just kind of go, sorry we dropped the ball. That's, yeah, I was thinking I'm that. I'm sure you'd have to investigate it's a no, little no, bit. No questioning necessary. It's absolutely fine. Man with head injury said that you're fine. So, yeah. you know, really sorry about that. It's, uh, yeah. You know, you, we, we have got two dead bodies. One is the 
crazy is the ex that you said was crazy and your, you know, your ex that you said was abusive and they're both dead and we've got your prince over both knives. And, and literally you just left jail for, and yeah. you essentially are on bail for attempted murder or murder. But, but you know, we didn't believe you half an hour ago and we have one dead body, but fair enough. We're going to go with that because of the, the head injury guy. So we'll, we'll, we'll forget about all that. That literally that police officer is chief Wiggum. Yeah. You know, all she had to do in that interview was say, could you just do me a favor? What? Could you check the IP address from where that, um, <laughs> that Facebook profile was set up from? And this is one who works for an online company. Yeah, I mean, the fact that she has no sexual, uh, uh, sorry, social networking presence and yet works for that particular company was quite staggering as well, I felt. Yeah, you'd think that she'd probably just change her name, mm. you know, and just do it like that. But it is, and it, it, it's like, they don't even check, they just go, we've got all this. I should just say, yeah, but that doesn't mean I said I set it up. Have you never fucking seen Catfish? Uh, yeah, quite. I, yeah. And of course, Chief Wigan wouldn't have seen Catfish. In, then again, I mean, like in all fairness... There's the watch and the lingerie and stuff like that. So it's, yeah. it's not just the Facebook, but... But, but did, so she took that. Because, literally, she gets very quickly from being in the house to driving to the uh, house. Yes! Yes! Thank you for reminding me. That's mental. Like, it's, it's very quick, that. Because it's... The doorbell rings. Yeah. And then she's out. And then... Dawson maybe goes downstairs maybe 30 seconds later and not only has the delivery person left, but she's also managed to, I, I assume, run like fuck to her car and then drive back again. Yeah, out of the back of the house because as because the camera, which we're supposed to believe is... First person. The, 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 it's first person. Is backing out from where uh, Rosario is coming down the stairs and she opens the door and then backs out. And then it's literally 15 seconds later she drives up. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not it's not that the film's badly directed because it, in some ways it's quite well directed because you are wanting to know what's going on. It's just it's just a bizarre movie. It, in every fucking sense, it's a bizarre movie. So at the end, does he literally just give up his business? Uh, yeah, because he says, like, I'm so sorry, I'll do anything I can to make it up to you or whatever. And then it's pretty much, all right, well, move back to San Francisco with me. And yeah, I suppose he does. Um, yeah. Even because. The thing is, what was the point of that ending as well? Because did they really, really think that there was going to be, like, there was a chance of a sequel where it's the same shit happening again and the husband, like, what, believing Cheryl Ladd over his wife again? I I, I, I will very much doubt that there, that there won't be a sequel for this. I think they'll get a sequel. Shut up. No, they I do. I, I, it's one of those... Mu- Right, for a start off. There's no way this gets a sequel. There is no... I, I will bet you money. There is I, I, no I, I think this will, and these are the reasons why. This film should not exist in the first place. 
Not only should this film not exist in the first place, like we've previously said, this film should not be on wide release, right? It is mad that that all happens. It's just a continuation of the madness that this film will get a sequel. It'll make no sense that it'll get a sequel, like the fact that there's three Cruel Intentions movies, but it will happen. It might not star Rosario Dawson, but I, I, I just I just got a feeling that, that it will happen. It's, but you know what? I I, I don't think it's shit. <laughs> I think I'm even above touching glass. My with God, it. man, I I can't go that far. I like, I'm comfortable with touching cloth, but if you want to say definitely not shit, then good for you. I have. Do you know what? I think I am gonna have to say definitely not shit because I, I had a fun time with this movie. I enjoyed it. And do you know what? I'll watch it again. I know I'll watch it again. It's going to be on Netflix before the end of the year. We all know that. Um, and I'll happily watch it again with Bex one night and say, oh, unforgettable. Let's watch that. And she'll go, didn't you say it was shit? And I'm like, no. I said that it's probably shit, but I really enjoyed it. Okay. Oh, and... Um, so what, what what are you on it? Because I, I I think I'm definitely not shit. You touching cloth? Yeah, touching cloth. I'm I'm not going to call it definitely shit because I had a good time watching it. But I, yep. I I can't in good conscience really recommend it unless you maybe have some drinks. Uh, well, our this is shit. It looked good. With what I'll say, it looked nice. Mm. Um, it looked better than I expected it to yeah, look. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, it's kind of dusty now, isn't it? It, it? Do you know what? It looked better than Dylan Train. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Does that look like an ITV fucking drama? This looked like a straight to VOD movie. Mm. Yeah, um, but our audience definitely not shit. Twenty five percent. Okay. Touching glass fifty percent and shit twenty five percent. How many votes we get? Four. Okay. All right. <laughs> fine. Fair enough. So two people thought it was all right. One person liked it and one person thought it was shit. Nice. <laughs> Do you know what? That should be fucking. That that should be on the poster, with it on the DVD when it comes out. I that would be fine. Yeah, no, God, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Yes, definitely not shit. Good and monkey. <laughs> well, I saw a DVD or a poster or something the other day that had a quote that had a that had, had, had a poster. The quote poll was just from Letterbox. <laughs> really. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Oh. It wasn't like a prominent movie or anything like that. But the bottom it just said, uh, unmissable, letterboxed. I thought, you didn't say who on letterboxed. <laughs> just said letterboxed. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe some, some people don't know what letterboxed is and just think it's some sort of publication or something. That's funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Right. Um, I suppose we've got to do this now, haven't we? Yes. Uh, the latest Adam Sandler Netflix film. Reminder, Adam Sandler in his statement when he signed the Netflix deal said that he wanted to sign with Netflix because it rhymes with wet chicks. He's back <laughs> with uh, Sandy Wexler, which stars him and yep. Jennifer Hudson and Kevin James and others. Many, Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Um, Rob Schneider. Yes, Rob Schneider as Farouz. Because yeah. what we need is Rob Schneider playing uh, a, a foreign character. 
Um, and, and there's there's cameos. So there's so many cameos. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Sandy Wexler is uh, set in the nineties, and it's about the eponymous uh, Sandy Wexler, played by Adam Sandler. He is uh, an agent who is kind of shit, basically. Um, he makes up stuff constantly and proper bullshit artist, but his heart's in the right place. Uh, he discovers Jennifer Hudson's Courtney Clark, um, a singer um, at a kind of a theme park who uh, becomes a big star uh, thanks to her voice, basically. Um, and it kind of goes through the years as Courtney becomes big. Sandy and Courtney's relationship turns potentially romantic because everybody wants to see a 40s Jewish man get with Jennifer Hudson. Um, and Sandy's got a big heart. He's got yeah. a big heart. Do you know what, Mark? He's got a big heart. He does have a big heart. He's got a big heart. He'd do anything for his clients. He'd do anything for his clients because he's got a big heart. Because they're family. They are fat. They're family. So, Sandy Wexler is two hours, 11 minutes long, or two hours, 13 minutes long. Um, genuinely took me six days to watch it. <laughs> it felt like six days watching it. Um, fucking hell. Uh, right, Mark, yeah, kick us off. So I thought my chair had just broken. Uh, uh, wow, it it's like two or three different movies that were being written at the same time, and all of them were like just over, just under half done. So sure. Adam Sandler thought, "Fuck, I'm gonna do another Netflix film, and I ah fuck it, this." Oh, but it, 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 it seems a little bit unwritten. We'll just make it up. Oh, I don't know that I'll cut it. I'll drag all my mates in. They won't give a shit. Netflix won't care if you can put. Jennifer Hudson, Kevin James, Terry Crews, Rob Schneider, Nick Swanson, Arsenio Hall, Louis Guzman, Rob Reiner. Just so many people are in it. Quincy fucking uh, Jones. Yeah. It, it's... It, it goes... It, uh, I'm not going to lie, I did laugh at a few points. Um, I, laughed, I, I laughed pretty much consistently throughout the Beavis and Butthead prank phone call uh, bit at the end. Yeah, okay, that... That fine, but that's that because was, you got Michael that was Judge brilliant. involved. Yeah, that was fantastic. The idea of the fact that you've got the last scene because the whole premise is it, it's almost the the, the the film opens up with a lot of these celebrities talking about their experiences of Sandy Wexler, and then as you go on, and we're all spoilers all the time. Um, as you go on to the end of the film, you find out that they're actually at they're all talking because they're at Sandy's wedding. I'll be honest with you, I think I figured that out about half an hour in. Oh, yeah, you, you but, figure out yeah. that it's something like that without question. Um, but it's that's the reason why they're all there. And then the last shot of the, of the wedding is, um, is it Judd Apatow sat with uh, Mike Judge? Yeah. Um, he's basically saying that, uh, and these are like over the credits. Um, uh, the last thing for the credits sort of start rolling is him saying, you know, Sandy was trying to get Beavis as a client uh, and I don't think it ever dawned them that Beavis was a cartoon character and you can't represent a cartoon character and then the credits start rolling and you get over the credits you get Mike Judge prank calling 
Sandy Wexler as Beavis and then as Butthead. Um, and basically chewing him out. And it's it's absolutely hilarious for anybody who actually appreciated Beavis and Butthead when they first were around. And I adored and still adore Beavis and Butthead to this day. Uh, and just any whenever I hear the voices Beavis and Butthead, it does immediately make me start to laugh. But that is at the end, that is literally the credits are the funniest thing of this movie. And the only other thing that I laughed at, and I'm, I'm slightly ashamed to admit it, was whenever um, the house spoke to um, Sandy Wexler. Whenever Farouz... Okay. Yeah, I, I laughed at those bits for some reason, and I don't know why. And of course, Polly Shaw. I laughed at Polly Shaw. Actually, yeah, there's a bit where Polly Shaw, like, they say something to him at the wedding, and he stands yeah. up, and he's like, like, you son of a bitch, or something. I, I don't it, know. It, yeah, it's the. I think it's the. You know, when they're going through all the people that um, she dated, and it probably shows like, I dated her. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's um, yeah. Um, I, I, it just the thing is, didn't I? Don't remember hating the ridiculous six, and I don't remember hating the do over. We we actually quite. I remember we actually said the do over was was perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, I, I, I don't know what Ouch. it, I, I don't know what it is. Like you say. I don't, I don't even think it, it knows what it, it, I don't even think it knows what it is as it's going along. You know, it's, right. It's not that long ago, is it? 2011, Grown Ups was out and did spectacularly well for the yeah. cinema. Right. And it's, it's almost like. Adam Sandler said to everybody, oh, I've signed this deal with Netflix. And Kevin James and everyone went, all right, okay. So so what happens? And he went, you all have to come with me. And they went, oh, okay. Shit. (laughs) Because Kevin James just turns up and you watch it going, do you know what? Kevin, you're shit and you are shit. And you are Fat Man Fall Down. But I even think that you're a little bit better than this. Mm. And Terry Crews, you're better than this. We get it. You're mates with Adam Sandler. But is he that good a mate? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, quite. I it, I mean, God, the man's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I, he, he, doesn't need, he doesn't need to be in this, I don't think. I, I, it's... It shows a tremendous amount of loyalty from a lot of people. Yeah, no, totally. Which, I mean, he must... Adam Sandler must be a really nice guy in real life. Because... And, and apparently from from sort of stuff where you hear people talk about, apparently he is yeah, a very nice guy. You know, um, where's the Milo uh, Ventimiglia thing come from? Because he's in a few of the Adam Sandler movies. Yes, he is, I just don't see where the, the connection... You wouldn't be surprised if he just lives next door with... I, I, it just it kind of feels like Netflix just go look here's twenty five million dollars do whatever. Did this cost like sixty million. Shut the fuck up. Did it? No, I'm it sure. can't. Of it cost about sixty million dollars. Sure it did. Did ridiculous six cost near a hundred million? The thing is, God, at least that thing like had some locations. Yeah, this is literally just shot at someone's house. I mean, fuck me, man. And, I mean, it's just... It, most of it is two people talking. 
you know, you know, maybe with some people in the background or something. Um, it's yeah, it, it's obviously a collection of vignettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Hudson and Sandler have no chemistry together whatsoever. I mean, what? Nope. Who the fuck thought that was a good idea? It 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 just it's supposed to be like a love through the ages kind of thing, and it's re- really, really. I it, his character is not in the. I I. How is he even really that nice a guy? He just lies to everyone, which I know is the point of the fucking story at the end. But how... I, I don't get why she likes him before then. I, 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 it's... Here's the thing is, it, he's not he's not necessarily a bad guy. He's just... He makes no real sense. No, you know? no. And I... it's... It, it's really... It's really fucking... Weird, and it's it's quite it's quite dark in places. Oh You've god, got, when Mister Fucking Buttons hangs, hangs himself, himself, and then the like the uh, the, the little puppets hang themselves as well. Yeah, y- yeah. and then you've got Jane Seymour trying to fuck him in front of her dying oh, husband. Oh god, yeah, and the makeup is really like that guy's just old and decrepit and basically a corpse. Yeah, and, and then he flips oh. the corpse flips it, it dying, he flips to the bird, and she calls pervert. Yeah. It's it's so weird. The thing is, it's it it just does kind of feel like little Nicky ish. Yeah, well, that, that was Steve Brill, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Just completely improv-y. We've yeah, letting this... Samler do a voice for an entire movie. Yeah. It shouldn't. It should be something that he does occasionally in his movies. And I'm sure he's done the Sandy Wexler voice in a movie. And of course, apparently Sandy Wexler is based on um, Adam Sandler's actual manager. Sure. Um, and so I'm guessing his voice is just, it's, that's just Adam Sandler doing his over-the-top impression of his actual manager and has just decided to do it like this. And his manager's but, got, got a thing for black women or something so mm. it's like right i'll write that in yeah i, I, I yeah, yeah you know i mean mate you know who who knows it just it's i i because the thing is adam sandler isn't really one to give himself super hot love interests in his films or is he i think he is a little bit is he think about it okay who was he married to in grown-ups Salma Hayek. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, all right. And then in uh, Just Go With It, it was... Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston and Brooklyn Decker. Oh, God. All right, I take that back. Yeah, all right, fine. All right. You know, he's, he's got... He's definitely got form for it. Um, and it's... I mean, don't get me wrong. He's, you know... Adam Sandler is a very successful, very charismatic guy. And he's not... He's not a, an offensively looking guy you know I, I reckon Adam Sandler let's be honest has got much more of a chance of getting one of those chicks than me or you does well yeah no of course yeah yeah of course but he I, in this film he's not particularly good looking no it, it's and he's not particularly charismatic it's so fucking weird the um this, these films because the thing is there's another one out 
next year, I think, isn't that? Oh, it's just, is it just another five film deal with yeah, them? Yeah, yes, yeah. He's doing, even though there's, I think they were talking about it on Film Junk, like, one that he's got coming up is him and Chris Rock as dads whose kids are getting married to each other. And you see, that, that, that'd be fine. And I think the next one, isn't the next one they know about that one? That's not Netflix, is it? Yeah, it's Netflix. Oh, okay. All right, well, that's... I think that might not be part of his, like, Happy Madison it, arrangement, Mike. No, I don't think it's part of his Happy Madison ones, no. I think it's I think he just happens to be to be in it. Um, but the, the thing is... <laughs> We say all this, and Sandy Wex is not very good. Let's let's just get that out of the way. And the reason why I'm not talking that much about the film is not a lot actually happens in the film. Indeed. Does it? it, it it's kind of like, it's two and a bit hours, essentially, where I would say a good half an hour of that is just cameos talking at the camera, saying stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You could easily say that. I mean, it's... Um... It's the fact that it's going through the ages, and I mean, there's that section where, um, oh, fuck, I can't even remember. It just it feels like there's a section that you it could have just been taken out, maybe between, uh, where he kind of leaves her as his manager, and before yeah. the she's drunk bit, and then they end up having sex. I swear there's a section in between there that just did nothing. It's like, just take that it, it, was, it, was, it was a montage of him being down. Yeah, okay. There's, there's, I think there's a couple of those. Oh, and, and there's also the, the moment where he, he hits a raccoon with a baseball bat and it explodes. Oh, it explodes on him, yeah. Which it also makes no sense because... Be the other run away. Guy, and the other guy's there anyway. It's like, why didn't he just do it? Yeah. I think I think that's to show that Sandy will literally do anything for his clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's got a big heart. He, he, yeah. And then that yeah. the guy's having a heart attack, and so Kevin James uses him like a puppet. Uh, okay, actually, that bit made me laugh. It made me laugh. Yeah, I yeah, like when, like when he's like really really chewing them out. It's like this guy's an animal, you know. <laughs> and. and just fucking like just drops right at the end you know yeah no i mean that's yeah okay that was that bit was that bit was all right but it was it's, a good bit of inspired physical comedy though like weekend at burnying yeah like adam sandler's character while he's still alive i don't know there's, <laughs> there's a uh, there's a surreality to that which i, I quite enjoy yeah and, and the fact that kevin james character goes along with it so easily because he knows that it it, it it it's it'd be blowing his big shot. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it's kind of like, all right, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> it it is a bit like that. It, you, I don't know. It's I find that the next one that arrives, I'll still look at it and go, oh shit, I'm still gonna watch it though, and we'll still cover it on the yeah, show. You know what and I mean? it's not that we're, it's not that we're covering the show out of some kind of weird packed duty that we've made to it. It's because do you know what? I would, we wouldn't cover this if it was the cinema. We wouldn't go and see it at the cinema. But we know we're both going to watch it, so we might as well watch it and talk about it on the show. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and, and the thing is, I, I mean, in the end of the day, two out of three of them haven't been as bad as I think they could have been for me. You know? Huh? And, and, but this one, it just... Jesus Christ! Put it in at under two hours. 
Yeah, this, if this film's 112 minutes, it's it's better. Mm. Yes, but it, it's not. Yes, yes, it's really really long. Definitely shit. Yeah, it is. It is shit. I feel a little bit. I feel a little bit bad from saying that, but it is definitely shit. We'll try again next time. Um, okay. Audi- audience, audience. Oh, uh, sorry. Yes, go. Definitely not shit. Twenty nine percent. Okay. Touching cloth, zero percent. Okay. Um, shit, seventy one percent. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair enough. How many votes? Uh, seventeen, I think. Okay. Yeah. Fair play. Um, all right. Cool. Uh, okay. So let's do some what we watched there, Mark. What have you got? I've only got a couple. Um, I've been because um, I've been crazy busy with work. I've kind of been having to watch like an hour's worth of things. So um, I, I've blasted through the um, first three series of uh, Silicon Valley because that starts again tomorrow. Show really fucking holds up. Actually, it's better the more I watch it. Uh, but I have watched a couple of movies. Um, I watched How to Lose Friends and Alienate People. How'd that go? Uh, well, it's the second time I've watched it. And I didn't like it the first time I watched it. And I don't know why I decided to give it another go, but I did. Um, didn't realise it was nearly 10 years old, this movie. Um, God, but yeah. I actually kind of enjoyed it on my rewatch, to be honest. Oh, all it's, right, okay. It's weird. Um, it's, I can see why it, it didn't do very well. Um, it was... I mean, it's a good cast. Simon Pegg, Kirsten Dunst, Danny Houston, Gillian Anderson, Jeff Bridges, very early Max Minghella role in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is all over the place um, and already feels quite quite dated um, and it's only 10 years old. Um, but it does feel very much like the sort of thing that Simon Pegg was doing around that time and it was like, right, this is what's going to help me crack Hollywood. Even though it is a British film, it, it does feel like this is going it, to, it's about Hollywood, it's going to play well at in Hollywood and then it, it just, it, it, it didn't. Some of it's funny, most of it's not. Um, I wouldn't run out to give it a rewatch is what I'll say. Fair enough. I don't think I'll ever watch that film ever again. Yeah. You don't need to. Cool. I, I've seen it twice, and that's probably one and a half times too many. <laughs> um, a film I did rewatch that I that I will recommend people rewatch. Those the other thing that I rewatched this week. Uh, I rewatched The Proposal. Quite like this. Yeah, starring uh, Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. A movie that I went to see in the cinema on my own. Yeah, I, t- <laughs> I test screened it on my own. Did you? Yeah. Um, now. It's Ryan Reynolds, so obviously I'd be interested, and I I enjoy Sandra Bullock as a uh, a cinema as a screen presence. I think she's got good comedic timing. She isn't afraid to make a fool of herself uh, or make herself look silly, and they have a great chemistry and bounce off each other. So I'm guessing a lot of people either know the the story of this or have, have seen it, but the um, the kind of the gist of the proposal is Sandra Bullock plays uh, Margaret Tate, who's a um, editor in chief at a um, a publishing company, um, and she is a complete 
workaholic uh, bitch that everybody despises uh, and Ryan Reynolds plays her assistant um, who puts up with all of her shit um, all because he just he wants to be a, an editor like she is uh, at some point and that's his, his dream uh, all of a sudden uh, Sandra Bullock gets news that she's being deported because she uh, no longer has a working visa so she's being deported back to Canada uh, so she tells her bosses that they don't need to depart her because she's actually getting married and basically says that she her and Ryan Reynolds are engaged and getting married because she knows that she can blackmail him by offering him a job um, as an editor if he goes along with this fake marriage. Um, they then end up having to go to his grandma's birthday party. His grandma's played by Betty White, of course. Uh, and then she finds out that he's actually from a very well-off family in Alaska, described, I think, in the film as the Alaskan Kennedys. Um, and then hilarity ensues uh, as they, of course, fall in love um, and the old opposites attract thing. Uh, but yeah, it, it holds up. It's still funny. It's, um, I'd say it's still them both sending each other up quite well in it. Um it's your standard rom-com fair, but as I always say on the show, is when a rom-com's done well, it, it's it's a good genre when it's done well. And here it is done well. It, it focuses more on the comedy than on the romance. Um, and Ryan Reynolds is a very good comedic performer, uh, as is Sandra Bullock. Um, so it, it wouldn't surprise me if in the future this film gets a little bit more retro looking at it because of the fact that Reynolds is more getting a oh actually Reynolds has been quite quite good in stuff that he was doing to prop up the fact that he just couldn't get a fucking comic book movie to land for him for all those years until yeah. Deadpool came along uh, but yeah it's it, it's the length of time that a comedy should be it's in 108 minutes uh, and yeah I, I thoroughly enjoyed it but that's that's basically all I've watched this week, so I'm hoping you've got a bit more. <laughs> I've only got two. Oh yeah, two. Oh well. <laughs> to, to be fair, we got a, we got a couple of emails, and one of them I think actually could be a bit of a discussion. So um, ah, nice. Yeah. Um, so I uh, I rewatched Guardians of the Galaxy, um, which uh, ready for next week, which uh, r- remains an awful lot of fun. You know, um, it, it it manages to put off the. The, like the whole kind of big third act big thing falling to sky which I, I think a few um a few marvel films did around that period because i know um uh fucking oh fuck i just had it in my head and it's gone now like winter soldier did that and i want to yeah. say another did as well maybe for the dark um, world but Dark World did it, and um, Avengers 2 did it. Oh, God, yeah, and Age of Ultron, it was an entire fucking country, wasn't it, exactly? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, but they managed to kind of, like, kind kind of get away with that, because then it's Peter Quill trying to do a a dance-off to try and um, put off um, the fucking Ronan guy, whatever his name is, and... I quite like that and the whole them holding their hands together and that the, like the visual styling of that where he's like uh, where they're holding the hands and he's absorbing the energy from the Infinity Stone. I quite I quite like that visual. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to Volume Two. I'm I'm ever so slightly wary, um, mm. just because 
I, I am a little bit concerned that it's like, oh, people fucking love Baby Groot. Let's have shit loads of Baby Groot. People, yeah. people love the retro soundtrack. Let's have a shit load of retro songs. Yeah, like, like they've basically gone all of the things that made the first one great. Let's just do that. And the first one was an hour and 45 minutes. The new one's about two hours 17. So that has me... That's long. Yeah. That has, yes, it is. That has me nervous as well. We will see. <laughs> it seems like the early word is good, um, but the early word on a lot of Marvel films are good, and then it kind of like slightly cools uh, upon release. But we, you know, we'll see. Gunn's uh, already. Oh, that that happened this week as well. Gunn announced that he's writing and directing the third one as well. Um, yeah. So, so you know, Marvel obviously have faith. Um, and and we'll see. Uh, but the first one was such a bolt out of the blue, and it's kind of like, can they? Can they do that again? Um, hopefully they will. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. It's out in the UK next week, so we haven't got long. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to in this in volume two in seeing where where Stallone is going to appear because he's in none of the marketing for it. I don't think or I've not seen it in the no, marketing he's, he's for not, it. No, and he's in none of the trailers for it. So is he a setup for the, the third one? That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone being being in the same Marvel film together is kind of cool, I think, actually. But it is, yeah. I've been tangling cash in a Marvel movie. Fucking right. Um, okay, and the the last thing uh, was uh, I Spy. Um, for some reason. Uh, don't, don't fucking try to you didn't, you didn't enjoy I Spy. No, I, I thought it was alright. I enjoyed it when I watched it. I watched it years ago. Um, I think I watched it on a plane. It totally feels like a plane film, to be fair. Yeah, sure, I watched it on a plane, um, and I actually really quite enjoyed it. Yeah, there's um, the the film is worth it alone for the scene where um, Eddie Murphy has like a visual feed of what Owen Wilson can see in his eye, and like Owen Wilson can hear him as well, and Owen Wilson is being come onto by Fanky Janssen. And Eddie Murphy is kind of like talking like all the stuff he'd do to her in in Owen Wilson's ear and like what to say to her and it's it's a hell of a scene and I I don't know it's just like Eddie Murphy's kind of like going off on one and just going like smack that ass smack smack that ass it, it, it's 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 brilliant um so yeah I I I had a good time with that I you know wasn't there a sequel not with those two in it. I don't think. If there was, I'll watch it. Am I thinking of something else that got a sequel? Am I thinking of Rush Hour? Yeah, Rush Hour, three fucking films. Really? I've never seen a Rush Hour movie. Rush Hour 3, Roman Polanski's in it. He's like a cop. That, that what? He, he, it's, not like, it's not like a cameo either. Like He's actually a role in the film. Never okay. seen, yeah. Never seen Rush Hour three. Um, I saw the first two, but yeah, um, yeah. Um, actually, that's that. That's all she wrote for me as well. Um, it's not like I've even. What the fuck else have I been doing? I've been playing Final Fantasy fifteen. That's what I've been doing. Anyway, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, feels like a boy band simulator, except. It's like a prince <laughs> and his bodyguards. I started playing Zelda again as well. Um, oh, yeah. Because 40 hours wasn't enough, apparently. Like, <laughs> I haven't started it over again. Like, I'm just kind of, like, doing, like, 
like doing the world a bit more. That game's fucking awesome. And Mario Kart's out next week, and that's going to be great. I I love my Switch. It was such good. a it was such a fucking good purchase. Anyway, I I, I don't mean that sarcastically. Right, emails. Um, so I think the the second email got cut off last week. It was very quick anyway. Um, yeah. So we'll just redo it. Uh, John Dangerfield, what are your cinematic snacks of choice? Keep up the good work, lads. Your Sunshine ex- episode was a sublime listening experience. Thank you, John. Um, uh, a chicken and bacon sub roll from Tesco during the trailers and then a, just a drink during the film is usually how I do. Yeah, and mine is, I, I don't like to eat in the cinema. I will occasionally, like I said, um, for what I will do if I go to the city screen. Incidentally, I thought I was going to have to go to see Unforgettable at uh, real cinema, which would have been horrendous because they're a terrible cinema. Uh. Um, uh, and that's, that's real. Where the last time I went to real was when um, I covered the Green Hornet with yourself and Jordan on Heroes. That was the last time I went to Real. Uh, and the film, I remember this, because the film started at quarter past 12, uh, not at quarter to 12, and I was still stood outside at five to 12, knocking on the door, and a guy answered the door and said, oh, we don't open until 12. And I was like, that's funny, because the film that I'm coming to see was listed to start at quarter to. And he's like, oh yeah, is it Green Hornet? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, I, why are you saying yeah? Like, it starts at quarter to twelve, like, but you don't open till twelve. <laughs> oh yeah, but there's like twenty minutes of trailers, so you, you'll get in for the film. That's mental. I was like, can I come in then? Like, yeah, in like two minutes at twelve when we open. And he genuinely walked up. <laughs> and then came back two minutes later off the door and went, and I walked up to the counter and just went, can I, and I went, went to give my money and he went, uh, what are you coming to see? I was like, Sir, I just said a minute That's ago. Great. That's so, great. Yeah, there was two people in that screen, and, and the guy, the other guy, it's a massive screen as well, screen one at the real in York. The guy came and the other guy came and sat down next to me, and there was two of us, and it's like four, five hundred seats. Yeah, that's fucking standard, isn't it? Like, so I turned around and went, "Yeah, no, not happening, mate. And I moved." <laughs> Deary, mate. But anyway, I ended up going to see a view. But anyway. If I go to City Screen, I'll get the uh, Joe and Steph pretentious popcorn. Uh, I do like the coffee and caramel flavour. Um, but other than that, it is, uh, depending on how I'm feeling, it'll either be a large latte. This morning was a large latte one, or a vitamin water. Um, and as I've said, or it'll be any flavour, because they all taste exactly the fucking same. <laughs> I don't start drinking my drink, unless it's a coffee, uh, until... Um, an hour before the end of the movie because I'm, that's how long I know that my tiny girl bladder will be able to last. Solid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've got uh, yeah, we've got um, yeah, an interesting one here from uh, Marcus Sisu. Um So uh, he says, hi lads. As we head into the blockbuster season, give us a box office prediction for these films using either massive hit, hit Break even, flop, massive flop. Ooh, cool. Yes. Okay. Guardians two. Massive hit. Massive hit, yeah. King Arthur. Hit. I don't think it's gonna be a flop. What is it? It's massive hit. Hit. 
break, break, break even. even, flop, massive flop. Break even. I'm going flop. I, I what, what I'll say is, why wasn't that released this week? It's a very good point. That just seems tailor-made for that audience. Why? Why is it coming out a week before Alien Covenant? Why is it coming out in the US a week after Guardians of the Galaxy? It is. It's almost like they're setting Guy Ritchie up to fail yeah. every single time he releases a movie. Do you know what that film looks mental? I'm really Look- looking forward to it. I'm. I'm. I'm very, very there for King Arthur. I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah from. From what I understand, it it goes some fucking weird places. <laughs> nice, that that'll do. Um, yeah, Alien Covenant. Well, right. So, how much did Alien Covenant make, yeah. cost? Yeah, it's to- <coughs> it's totally going to depend on that, isn't it? Yeah, because if that cost under a hundred million, I'm going to say a massive hit. Yeah, I think that's. Um, but if it, if it, that it, costs it, anything. It, it's going to be closer to 200, that thing. Let's see if we can find out. There's no budget listed on... What is it? Because that film, that film, I think, is going to make around about... Because is it, is it it's, 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 Prometheus was a 12A, wasn't it? Yes. No, 15. Was it 15? Yeah. Uh, Prometheus did really well, didn't it? Prometheus made big money. Prometheus cost 130 million. About so 400 million. I think, that that, I think that's going to be... I think Alien Covenant's going to be a hit. I don't think it's going to be a massive hit. I... Yeah. I think hit comfortably. I'd be surprised if it was anything less than that. Um, yeah. Just having the alien name in it alone will guarantee a certain amount at this point, I think. Um, Absolutely, yeah. I just... And also the fact that it almost seems like they're apologising for Prometheus with it as well. Um, and Scott's past few movies have been good. Yeah, yeah. Been yeah. really good. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's in form at the moment. Quite. So, yeah, no, uh, I, yeah, I think here, like... I'm still nervy about it, though. But, you know, we'll see. Um, mm. Baywatch. Massive hit. That film's going to be fucking huge. So, are we talking, like, massive hit is if it makes, say, five times its budget as opposed to three times? I would say, yeah. Okay, massive hit then, yeah. That film, that film probably cost, what, £125 million, I'd say? Yeah, it's looking around 100 in it, really, you'd think. So. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be about sort of £125. It's between, between £100 and £150 million. Yeah. That film's easily going to be £500 million. Sure. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that. Um, yeah. Wonder Woman. I'll go in here. I, I, it's... I'm... Hit. I don't think it's gonna bomb. I'm going hit. Yeah, I I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be massive. Um, no. Like to be honest, it just yeah. Um, we'll see. Uh, the mummy. That's the one that I think could could fail. Yeah, I'm tempted to say break even. I said I think it could break even. I don't think it's gonna be a hit. I think that could break even. Uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. 
hit, but not massive hit. I'm going massive hit. Just, I don't... I don't think as many people are, are as versed in the fact that this isn't that this is now Marvel's property and it's not somebody else's property. I don't think anywhere out of the the geek verse and everything like that geek cares or even knows. So to them, it's just fuck. Is it? I think there's going to be a little bit of a. Is this another Spider-Man movie with another different Spider-Man? There's going to be a little bit of that to it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, no, 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 I don't, I just, I don't think it's going to. I don't think it's going to fail or flop or anything like that. But I do think it's going to be. It's not going to be quite the spectacular fucking homecoming um, that everybody's kind of expecting. I think it's the the least grossing of all the Marvel films this year, which is mental because it's a Spider-Man film. But yeah. I still think it's a massive hit. I think I think they're free for free box office again this year. Um, well, I say again, it's the first the first time the first year the Marvel Studios are doing free in a year, and it seems to be what they're doing going forward as well. So um, yeah. Uh, okay, Pirates 5. Massive hit, because for some reason they always are. Yeah, I you, you don't so. speak to anyone that's ever seen them at the cinema. The, the only thing is, the last one really was ages ago. It was, yeah, it was six, seven years ago? I was still working in the cinema when the last one came out, and I left in January 2012, so, yeah, 2010, 2011. Um... Yeah, a massive hit for some reason. Planet of the Apes 3. Well, War for the Planet of the Apes. I think this is the one that could be really, really fucking good, but be a bit of a flop. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say hit. I, I, I don't think it's massive, but I'm uncomfortable with that, yeah. Um, Dunkirk. Break even. I don't think people... It, it's a hard sell. A war movie in the middle of summer. Without a a proper big fucking star. Um, I think it's a bit of a... I don't know. Instella was a, was, a, was a hit. It wasn't a massive hit. It was a hit. Um, so I think this could be the one where... It makes easily enough to make it worthwhile and for the studio to look at it and go, look, we can keep giving. No one's going to keep getting the amount of money he needs to make his movies because he's got so much fucking credit in the bank and he's clever with things. You know, he's he's not one of those um, filmmakers who doesn't know how to play the game to an extent. Uh, with these things so you know he knows there's going to be a little bit of interest in the fact that Harry Styles is in it he knows that that's going to make a little bit of money and yeah you've got a lot of people bitching and moaning about it saying they won't see it because Harry Styles is in it which I think is a little bit fucking weird and I don't get it Um, but hey ho uh, each to their own Um, but I just think that that one could just probably break even but be a critical darling so I'll I'll go I'll go hit I'll go hit um but yeah that's it it, it it it's not I'd be stunned if Dunkirk like suddenly did like a billion um 
but I could see it doing like 500, 600 million, which I I think would. It's about 150, 160 million budget, I think. Yeah, so if it did like 600 million worldwide, I think they 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 they'd say yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, okay, the Dark Tower. Global. Flop. Yeah, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking um, flop. Maybe not massive flop, but after um, all, all the fucking like, oh, there's going to be movies and there's going to be a TV series in between and blah blah blah. I would not be surprised if it made more. It's it's it was supposed to be out in February mm. and it wasn't. Then it was supposed to be out in March and it wasn't. Now it's coming out in August, I believe, in the states. But I don't think there's an actual release date properly scheduled yet for the UK. And there hasn't been a single trailer. And there's not been a single trailer. Apparently, the reason why... Because um, Becky has been following this quite extensively. Mm. Apparently, the reason why um, there was no... Um, there's been no trailer so far and why it got put back is because the uh, studio decided that they wanted to put more money into it... Um, and change the the up the effects in it mm. to polish it up, which could be one of two things. It could be that they've gone, do you know what? There's a better movie here, and is throwing another fifteen twenty million at it. We'll we'll polish it up a little bit. Yeah, you know, there's a better movie than we expected. Or it could be this is a fucking disaster. We need to do reshoots. We'll say that it's it's to do with what is it? Also, you've got you've got a hard sell selling to the Stephen King fans because you've got Idris Elba playing Roland uh, Deshane in it, um, and addressing the elephant in the room, uh, Roland Deshane is described as being like the man with no name, so a Clint Eastwood character, and. Uh, there's no, you don't need three guesses to kind of guess where where that might kind of look a little bit strange. Sure. Uh, don't know. It it could work really fucking quite well, you know. Um, when was the last time a Stephen King character was changed from being a white Caucasian guy to a black dude in a film, and it kind of worked last time. So you know. It's. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I hope it's been really good because uh, Becky's really looking forward to it because you know the the Dark Tower books are a big thing for Stephen King fans and a very lasting thing for Stephen King fans. Uh, but I just have a feeling that it's a really hard sell. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it's trailer's going to be very telling. I think for that they're really going to have to knock it out of the park. Yeah. Um, okay, Blade Runner. Hit. Hit. Yeah, without yeah. question. Uh, for Ragnarok. I'm going to go massive hit. Yeah, massive hit. Yeah, that, that thing is easily doing nearly a billion, if not a billion. I, I think it could do a billion. I think, I think that's going to be the biggest massive film of the year. I'm, I, I'm saying Guardians, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, I think it's that. I think it's, I think it's Thor. Okay, and finally, Star Wars. Massive flop. flop. Massive flop. <laughs> no one gives a fucking shit anymore. It's fucking boring. Here, but that does raise a question, right? Massive hit, Apparently, by the way, but yeah. Yeah, massive fucking hit. <laughs> um, right. So, 
Um, James Cameron appears to be um, still still telling everybody that he's making what is it five Avatar sequels? Uh, it's four. It's twenty nineteen, no twenty twenty, twenty twenty one, and then twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four. And he's releasing them when? Like I, swear, I I'm pretty sure they just got dated, and the first one's twenty twenty. It's eleven years after the first one. And he's releasing them in December. Yeah. So he's seriously going to try and go up against Star Wars. Well, episode nine will be 2019. And I wonder if they would actually go like straight episode 10 in, in 2021. Yeah. Um, it does kind of feel like December is now Star Wars, though. That feels it pretty is. entrenched. And that's, that, and you know what, even as a non-huge Star Wars fan, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm fine with Star Wars being the Christmas movie everyone goes to see. But, nobody's actually asking for these Avatar movies. I don't, I, 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 there isn't going to be five for a start, because the next one's going to bomb. Um, nice. And it just feels a little bit like, shit, I'll get off the fucking pot. Stop telling me how big your fucking dick is and show me it. It's that with James Cameron. It is, you are stalling because you don't have any ideas. Because you don't have this next little wave of technology like you've done amazingly throughout your entire career. He has done fantastic. He has been at the forefront of technology and um, future filmmaking. That is why every movie he has made since, what, Aliens has been the most expensive movie of all time at the time. You know, yeah. The Abyss. Then, you know, fucking shooting underwater and shooting around water and amazing. You know, that was incredible. Then you had T2. Then you had True Lies. Then you had Titanic. Then you had Avatar. You know, the guy, you cannot, you know, his storytelling might be hackneyed and terrible. And it is. But, as a filmmaker, the guy is a fucking force. Yeah. Give us something else. No one gives a shit about your little fucking blue planet. But if you decided to go, do you know what? Fuck it. You want to get people excited? Go, fuck it. I'm not going to do these five avatar movies. And if you don't want to do an original movie, do a fucking Terminator. Because that'll get everyone interested. Yeah. That'll get everyone going, really? Fucking yeah. Whereas now, you just, you sound a little bit like the fucking drunk at the Hollywood bar going, I'm going to do another Avatar movie and it's going to be the biggest movie in the world. Everyone's going, yeah, I'm going to put it up against Star Wars because I don't like Chewbacca as a dick. And he's been like, just, all right, do it or shut up about it. It's true. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, um, they've got that Avatar land kicking off in like one of the Disneylands or something and it kind of feels like they are trying to still keep it out there and in the end of the day I'd like never write off Cameron I suppose but it, it does oh, it is that yeah it does it does feel like what like how are you how is it taking this long yes they are incredibly complicated projects and you're giving yourself like three and a half years to actually do it but you you must have started writing this several years ago now. Mm. You know, it's I yeah I. 
I could not I, I could not give less of a fuck about an Avatar sequel if I tried. The yeah. fact that there are four of them is just uh, just insomnia inducing to me. You know, start start actually talking about it when you actually start fucking shooting number two. Okay, so that is going to do it for this week's show. Next week... Oh, we have one question. Oh, my God. Yes, okay. Yes, yeah. of course we do. Uh, Ginger Prince, TGP73. Uh, we will actually get to the uh, the combined um, Dude and a Monkey top 20 films. We will, or top 10 films. Oh, God. We will get to that. We haven't exchanged lists yet, uh, but we will do that in the next couple of weeks. Might be next week, it might not, might be the week after. Uh, all depends on how, how our lives go. But uh, Steve has, has asked us, um, you've been handed the job of providing the Carry On franchise. What's your first film and who stars? I don't, and fuck you, Steve. I, I, I've never understood what is it, but I'm going to call it Carry On Brexiting, and it's going to star Ray Winston and Danny Dyer. That that would, yes, that will do and it. And it, it, it's just them, it's just them going on moss and going, fuck it off, for, for an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, I didn't enjoy that question. Or, or, or other than that, as an actual serious one, it'll probably star David Tennant. And Toby Jones, um, and someone probably Sheridan Smith, um, uh, and it'll be directed by I don't know the guy you've directed. What was his name? He used to direct men behaving badly. It'll be directed by him, and it'll do impossibly well at the British box office, and Americans won't understand what's going on. Yeah. Yes. I that agree. is what will happen. There'll be a load of cameos from people who were previously in them and everyone will go, who's that? But I do know that he does like the carry-on movies, doesn't he? God, does he? All right. Well, I'm, I'm pretty, I, I, I might be fucking talking broken biscuits here, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I've, I've seen him reference them and mention them. And fuck it, you know, we all have our little fucking quirks and, and things that we like that we maybe shouldn't. And, you know, there's that. I, I, I will say... I have watched a couple over the years. I think there's there's like thirty odd of them. I think in that. Um, yeah, there's a bunch. And I have watched a couple over over the years. It's not for me. It's not my type of comedy. But do you know what? You don't get to make thirty odd movies of something without there being an audience there for it. So indeed, indeed. I yeah. It just I. It's not. It, it's not my stuff whatsoever. Is 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 carry on. So there you go. Yeah, let's move on. Sorry, Steve. Um, okay, so next week it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. We may yeah. or may not be joined by Noel. We'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah. It's a long bank holiday weekend, though, so I'd like to think we'd be able to make it work somehow. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's going to do it. So, uh, episode 205 of Dude and the Monkey. I've been Ian Loring, he's been Mark Foster, and I believe we are out. Bye.